Running the option on first down. Hagan has it. He has Rome. He's got one man to beat. Now he pitches to Flanagan, and he may take it all the way. Flanagan's in for the touchdown. McKinley Wright from the logo. Got it. Oh, McKinley Wright. Welcome into the DNVR Buffs podcast presented by Manscaped. Uh, I'm Henry Chisholm, and if you guys need something to do, then buy yourself a Lawnmower 3.0 from Manscaped and use the code DNVR20 for 20% off uh, your entire purchase, and they'll ship it right to you. It's free shipping. Um, and then you can have something to entertain you. Uh, we've all been really impressed at DNVR with the way. The lawnmower makes taking care of yourself so easy. Um, it's it's obviously like a great trimmer. It has the the LED light so that you can see exactly what's going on. Um, it's awesome stuff. Also, be checking out their other products. They have deodorant. They have um, everything. Post shave cream. Everything. Um, Let's definitely use that and use the code DNVR20 because, like I said, it'll get you free shipping and 20% off your purchase. All right. Um, Today, I want to look ahead, and this is something that we're going to be doing a lot this week, um, but looking ahead past this upcoming season uh, to, you know, the 2021-2022 season uh, for basketball today and then the 2021 season for football um, in the next couple of days. I think we, we spend a lot of time kind of projecting what these teams are going to look like next year, but we haven't spent nearly as much time looking at the, the year after that. Um, and we, I guess we've talked a little bit about this um, in, in the basketball sense, um, just because of the way that this roster stacked up. Um, yesterday, Tyler Bay said that he is going to the NBA draft. Um, there's still a chance that he could decide to come back. Nothing's official. The, the The deadline to pull his name out, I think, is sometime at the end of May or beginning of June. It depends on when the combine falls. I'm not sure what the exact dates are. But uh, he, he still could decide to come back to school. But the way he phrased it in his message he put on Twitter makes it sound like he's pretty much made up his mind and he's headed to the NBA. Um McKinley Wright put out a very similar message, um, I think the day before, and he did leave that room um, and said that he's kind of just checking things out, seeing how the NBA looks at him, Um, and so I do expect him to be back. Um, So it's sad to see Tyler go. I think it's also pretty exciting to see what he could do at the next level, but it does leave a hole. Um, and it leaves a hole for next year, and it really leaves a hole for the year after that. Um, so let's just kind of dig in. Um, 
assuming that McKinley Wright is coming back and Tyler Bay's leaving, that would mean that there are 14 players on the Buffs roster um, as of today. Um, seven of them will be seniors. So you're losing about half of your team after next season. Um, and that's why I think the 2021-22 season is so interesting. So um, running through the rotation quickly for next year, um, just so that we have all of our brains in the same place. Um, I think you, you obviously start with McKinley Wright at point guard, um, rotate Keyshawn Bartholomew in with him. Um, at shooting guard, it's likely Eli Parquet starting. It could be Dominique Clifford. Um, that's going to be your two guard rotation. You know, I think there will be some times that you will see Bartholomew out there with McKinley Wright, but uh, let's not dig too deep into the weeds here. So you have McKinley Wright, who will be a senior. You have Eli Parquet, who will be a junior. Um, Keyshawn Bartholomew, who will be a redshirt freshman, and uh, Dominique Clifford, who will be a true freshman. Those are your four guards. Uh, Then you look at the forward spot, the small forward spot. You're going to probably have two seniors there. Um, Deshaun Schwartz starting with Maddox Daniels behind him. And then uh, the power forward spot, uh, you have Evan Batty, likely, um, with... Dallas Walton starting next to him at center. Um, you're really thin with the big. So Batty will be a junior. Walton will be a senior. Uh, behind them, um, you have Frank Ryder, who I believe will be a senior. Um, Alexander Strotting will also be a senior. Ryder's a seven-footer, hasn't played much for the Buffs. Strotting has gotten in late in a couple of games. Uh, he's six foot seven. He might be a little bit undersized to play a power forward, but not too undersized um, and he may be forced into some action there um, so that's that's kind of scary looking at the big men for next season um, it is worth noting that the buffs are the favorite according to 24-7 sports to land Jabari Walker uh, 2020 power forward um, out of Arizona so that would obviously give you some immediate help um assuming he's able to play. And to be honest, I would be kind of surprised if he gets too much run early. Um, super talented, of course, but also he's six foot eight and 195 pounds. Uh, likely get pushed around. Imagine him going up against Evan Batty, who's 265 pounds. Uh, it just wouldn't work. And those are the types of situations that you'd be putting Jabari into. So um, it's worth noting that he could be a part of that rotation. Um, but I think that the next year... Um, which I guess we'll get into, um, would be where you really see him break out. Um, also, because the departures of Tyler Bay uh, and then also Poon, Jacob Dombeck, who are both transferring, uh, the Buffs have um, a couple more scholarships to play with um, than they expected. Uh, so one of those goes to Jabari Walker, uh, one to um, potentially Jamarius Burton is a stretch. This is the one that's really a stretch um, because Jamarius Burton, the guard, State is transferring. Um, he'd have to sit out a year, so it would kind of line up with the Buffs timeline. It'd make a lot of sense for Colorado in that regard. It makes sense for Jamarius too, but his pick of pretty much any destination in college basketball to go play for. Um, 
but uh, that's a long shot. Um, but you know, let's let's pretend he does get that scholarship. Walker gets the other. There's still one more to play with. Um, I think that's where you'd likely see a grad transfer, probably a big, um, probably somebody who can rotate with Batty and Walton and make those your three big men. Um, and then also know you have Frank Ryder, Alexander Strotting, Jabari Walker behind them who could rotate in. Um, so that's kind of how I see things for next year. Um, but then this 2021-22 season is what we're here to talk about. Um, and that's where things get really interesting. So, like I said, you lose McKinley Wright, you lose Deshaun Schwartz, you lose Maddox Daniels, you lose Dallas Walton. That's on top of losing Tyler Bay this year to the draft. Uh so there are holes that need to be filled. This is going to be a young team. Um, I think you're likely to see Keyshawn Bartholomew start. He's a favorite there. Um, and then Dominique Clifford, Eli Barquet will be your two and probably three. I wouldn't be surprised if Parquet is starting. Um, you know, Luke O'Brien. Uh, this will be his redshirt freshman year, the incoming uh, freshman out of Columbine, um, and and he he could be in that rotation early. Um, so that's kind of how I see, let's just go through starting lineup, Bartholomew, uh, Clifford, Parquet, and then Jabari Walker, and then Evan Batty. And then behind them, you have Benin Ursek, you have Luke O'Brien, um, and that's kind of it. They'll also have Lawson Lovering coming in. The he'll he'll be a true freshman in that season out of Wyoming. I really like him. I think he's going to be a great buff. But he's listed at 200 pounds right now um, as a seven footer, which <laughs> which means he's really getting pushed around. So maybe he puts on enough weight to contribute as a freshman. That's what we're all pulling for, I think. Um, but if not, then you have an empty spot in that big man rotation. Um, so, so what you'd really be looking for is, uh, some depth. Uh, I think I, I maybe starting Jabari Walker at that point, um, is a stretch. Um, maybe, maybe that's not ideal. Maybe you want him coming off that bench. Maybe he's more of a sixth man. Um, likely as a red shirt freshman there. Maybe, maybe he'll be a sophomore. Maybe he'll get to play this year. Um, but you could definitely upgrade that position. Um, likely, again, we're projecting a couple years out. Then um, you could probably find yourself um, a, a small forward a shooting guard, another 2-3 to compete with Parquet and Clifford for those starting jobs and also compete with Luke O'Brien to rotate in or Benin Ursek, um, who will be your backup point guard. Um, so that's, that's how... Again, just to make sure we're on the same page. Bartholomew and Ursek, those are your point guards. Um, Parquet, Clifford, O'Brien, those are your twos and threes. And then your big men are Batty, Walker, and uh, Lawson Lovering. So that's where Jamarius Burton could really help um, because he can... he. He's probably best as a two guard, but he can play the three. He can definitely play the one. He started a whole bunch at point guard for Wichita State um, this season. I think he took over that job about halfway through. Um, so so he would definitely start, um, and you could have him start at whatever position uh, you really wanted to, uh, which would be intriguing. Um, also, might be a little bit optimistic to say that it's going to happen. Um, 
So with the scholarship that Tad can offer this year, I'd expect him to find likely a grad transfer power forward center, somebody who can rotate in with Walton and Batty and then Walker Ryder strotting. Um, but I think ideally you'd have somebody who could play two years there. Um, the problem being that you can't graduate and have two years of eligibility left unless you graduated in like two years or something like that. I guess you could graduate in three years and have redshirted one of those years. It's it's tough to find a grad transfer with two years to play. Um, so you're probably looking at the transfer portal as well just to check your options see if there's somebody with more eligibility the problem is if you take somebody who didn't graduate um, they'll likely have to sit out a year and and this is another weird thing because in april the the ncaa committee i, I think rick george is a part of this one uh was going to decide on whether all student athletes would be given the opportunity to transfer once without sitting out uh, that meeting was pushed back i think they pushed it back on like thursday or wednesday was the announcement um so there's no clarity there and, and if that rule were to go into effect um obviously somebody like jamarius burton he'd be free to play right away and that rule would impact all sports well not all sports most sports they already allow free transfers um Actually, I don't think I've said this on this podcast, but back when I was at Montana, I was working on a story um, about the transfer rules and a couple of the transfer guys, and I reached out to a PR person for the NCAA just for comment, and uh, I can't remember exactly what my question was, but it was something like, why are there only five sports um, that that don't allow free transferring. Um, you have to sit out a year. The academic year in residence is what they call it. Um, and why are those five sports the five highest revenue generating sports at the NCAA? And, and what she said was that, uh, that you're free to transfer outside of the sports that have been deemed um, historically um, academically underachieving. So, so they deny that it's because these are the revenue sports. They say it's because football players, basketball players, um, men's and women's, um, baseball players, and hockey players. So I guess it's those six sports. Um, those sports are ac historically academically underachieving. And so they wanted to make them sit out a year and adapt to their new academic circumstances. It had nothing to do with um, men's and women's hockey, baseball, men's and women's basketball, and football being the sixth highest revenue generating sports in NCAA, or it might have even only been men's hockey. I can't remember, but but yeah. So I'm not a fan of all of that. Um, I think it's strange that you make somebody sit out who's already been to college, but you allow true freshmen to play if you're really doing it because it's what's best for them academically and not as a punishment for them transferring. Um, then wouldn't the 18-year-old who's in those same historically academically underachieving sports um, have worse odds of being successful academically than somebody who's already at least been to college classes um, at another school before transferring over? Um, that whole thing is dumb. That argument is dumb. Um, if, if you want to say that 
if you allow free transfers, then it's too much like free agency. Then that's like an argument you can have and that that's bad for the sport and all that kind of stuff. But on, on all of these things, whether it's that, whether it's the name image likeness, um, all the different areas where I think there's this push to maybe modernize um, how student athletes are treated by the NCAA, um, try to cut them in a little bit more on the money they generate. Um, however you want to look at reward them for their work. Um, these pushes are all efforts to, I don't know. I, I the, the problem right now is that everything that is kind of like a 50, 50 call is going in the NCAA's favor. So, so, um, right now the, the negative aspects of most of the, these rules, specifically these rules, I guess, um, those impact the student athletes and not the schools or the NCAA or the fans. Or so, so all this burden, you know, we decide, well, we, you know, the options are either let people transfer and it, it might mean that there's more talent headed to the top schools and less talent dispersed. And all of a sudden there's this imbalance of power in college football and that's why we don't want it um, and so that's one side of the argument the other side is well every other student can just transfer and be just fine you know if you're if you're a band student and you decide you want to transfer they don't make you sit out a marching band for a year um, they say it's fine you're just at a new school um, and because of these different arguments, whether it's, you know, the rights on one side, the student athletes or what makes for the best entertainment on the other side. And, you know, there's a bunch of other stuff behind that because, you know, if, if college football becomes even more unbalanced and fewer people watch and all of a sudden the money declines and things get worse for the student athletes. So there's that side too. But um, for the most part, the, the, what's been chosen as the better option has always been what's put the the negative aspects onto the student athletes plates same thing with the name image likeness it's very similar well you don't want to give them that much freedom who knows what it could do to college sports it could make them it could ruin them it could tarnish them what if gamblers get in there and try to pay them off to throw games and there's all that kind of stuff but then on the other hand you're saying well you know if if there's a market for these kids talents then they should be able to capitalize on that again with the band analogy if you're in a band or in your marching band you can still go out and get a gig at whatever if if i'm a journalism major i can still write things and sell them to newspapers and magazines while i'm still in school um and again it's it's tough it's a tough call to make but more often than not it's been the ncaa side that's chosen um, and the student athletes that have to not suffer, but are worse off because of it. Um, and, and I think there's this push to switch all those things. Um, whether that transfer rule changes this year or changes next year, or two years down the road from there, I don't know. Um, I'd guess it's coming soon, but it's definitely going to happen eventually. Um, and, you know, it should, because right now they some student athletes are treated differently than others um, and given less rights because they're in sports that generate more money. I don't know. It's, it's, it's all big stuff. And I guess maybe now is the time to be digging into all of it. Um, but 
that rule in particular really makes things difficult for Tad Boyle right now because he doesn't know whether that's going to be an option. You know, if he gets Jamarius Burton right now, does he does he have him for next season or does he have to sit out a year? That's a question mark. Um, he has that other scholarship to play with. And if you have Jamarius Burton next year, um, then you might handle it differently. You know, it's it's all these different playing things and it affects everybody. Um, but the way the Buffs roster is constructed, um, them probably needing to find some help um, to replace Tyler Bay. Um, and and that's that, that was the right way to play it, I think, if if you're tad tad um before you you don't try to go get your new power forward new center that rotational piece before tyler bay leaves um because if tyler decided to come back then all of a sudden you have a log jam you have this guy who you brought in and said you'd have playing time for i mean he's not ready or you know at, at this point in the process um, guys might be saying, well, we don't know if Tyler's going to be there and we don't want to risk not playing. So it does open things up. I think that we're, we might see some offers come out here pretty quickly. Um, again, for a grad transfer or just like a normal transfer portal transfer um, and just hope that that rule changes um, and there's no more academic year in residence for basketball players. But again, you see, you see how that impacts all of this. I think that's what's so clear here. Um, because if you could get a power forward who could play two years and be your starter next year, maybe even starter this year, bring Dallas Walton off the bench. Right now he's starting, but that's mostly out of necessity. Um, I, I do think that he's going to be a better basketball player next year. I think that he was a pretty good basketball player this year. Um, uh, definitely a points. There are definitely some flashes. Um, and he got better as he recovered. So there's a lot of signs to say that he would be a good center to have next year a a starting caliber Pac-12 center Um, but there is still some projection there and if you could bring in somebody who you know is going to be a a good center somebody who's a little more proven somebody who um, has just been on the floor more um, because that's what it comes down to and then you can bring Walton off the bench or have them compete for that job you're in a much better situation Um, if you could have somebody who could play two years there um, that'd be ideal um so so that's kind of what we're looking at here is that there are just some some big holes um you look at that 2021 22 squad bartholomew clifford parquet batty walker those are your five and again we haven't seen Bartholomew play in a game. We haven't seen Dominique Clifford play in a game. We've seen Eli Parquet play, and he was um, a, a low-end Pac-12 starter, um, maybe a high-end bench two in the Pac-12, um, mid mid to high tier um, off the bench, I'd say. Um, and so you're projecting him to take a step forward and be ready to start as well. Um Evan Batty, you know what you got, um, and you feel good about it, but then also Jabari Walker. So that's that's just so many question marks. Um, and then an empty bench behind him. Benin Ursek, Luke O'Brien, and uh, they'll have Lawson Lovering then. Whew. Whew. Yeah, so Jamarius Bart- Burton would obviously be huge. Um, if, they can f- if they can get that rule changed, they can bring in a couple guys who have a couple years to play. Um, and also, I think there could be a freshman push. You know, th- this year, it's it's always weird to see what 
is kind of planned. Um, but but this senior class, obviously, with McKinley Wright and Tyler Bay and all of them, that was kind of the peak. And it takes a couple years to build to one of those when you have this kind of flagship class um, that you're working toward keeping and grooming and knowing what that timeline is. But right now, because they've already kind of made that run it was this year because Tyler Bay is gone next year what are they next year is this is this a team that's going to be competing for Pac-12 title um I would expect so um or you know it, it could be a team that's kind of in this transition phase um I do think that they can get one more good year out of this squad um this roster um as much as it hurts to lose Tyler Bay um having a backup point guard is going to be so big it's going to be massive. Um, losing uh, Lucas Seward off the bench, that's scary too um, because it means that you have this these inexperienced guys, but I don't know. Uh, I still feel pretty good. I think there's a lot of talent there, um, a lot of chemistry there, and uh, there's a lot to like. And then the year after is when you start really building again, and it's probably Keyshawn Bartholomew's senior year. Um Dominique Clifford's junior year, um, Lawson Lovering's sophomore year. And so you see how this is a little bit staggered again. There isn't just like a clear, clear timeline. Um, but yeah, I just kind of wanted to talk through some of that stuff because I think that we're over the next 12 months, we're going to see an incredible amount of turnover with this roster. Um, because so many guys are graduating and you have to start planning for that and you have to start replacing those guys, all that kind of stuff. Um, but also in this next two, three months, it'll be interesting to see what goes down um, with Jabari Walker, um, with uh, Jamarius Burton, and and see who else Tad brings in um, and whether it's somebody who can patch a need for next year, uh, whether he's taking a gamble on the rule change going through, or if uh, he's just looking for more freshmen to build that youth movement with after, maybe he can find a, you know, a more developed center. Um, somebody who's seven feet tall and also, I don't know, 220, 230? Wouldn't be too much to ask, I don't think. Um, and they can get somebody in late. Um, we'll see. We'll see. Because they have a couple needs for next year and they have some uh, serious needs for the year after. Uh, all right. Um, Breckenridge Brewery is incredible. Uh, we've been drinking a whole bunch of their beers. Um, I think I'm still working on some avalanches and some vanilla Porter juniors. Those have kind of been my go-tos. I think I actually still have some holidays in there too. Um, no, maybe it was the Christmas ale. No, I think it was holiday. I can't remember, but, uh, yeah, it's great beer. They're great people and they're delivering. Um, if you use the code DNVR, then you get uh, a pretty sweet deal on your food, too. Um, they have nightly specials. Um, we, we went with uh, this big barbecue tray um, a, a few nights ago, and it came with... I, I think they said if you buy it, you can also get uh, six packs for $5. So we got a couple of six packs for $5 each, too. Um, so many good deals. There's so many options, and the food is great. Um, this is really good food. This isn't like bar food. It's it's good stuff. Um, so check them out. Um, also, Strava Craft Coffee, another one of our great partners. Um, they 
will send you coffee at a discount of 20% if you use the code DNVR20 and they'll ship it right to you. So convenient, especially with everything that's going on. Um, if, you've, if you've been looking for something to try, something to entertain yourself, see what happens um, when you try Strava Craft Coffee. It's non-psychoactive, but it's CBD infused. Maybe your back pain goes away. Maybe your anxiety goes away. Maybe your coronavirus goes away. I don't know. Um, it's possible, though. Nobody understands what CBD is, but everybody knows it works. Um, and Strava Craft Coffee is the place to go to check it out. Um, oh, I also want to tell you guys that on Saturday we're doing another Buffs game watch. This time it will be the Miracle at Michigan. Um, I am so excited. It's going to be at 1.30 again. We'll be pre-gaming beforehand again, um, and we'll be tweeting during the game. So many of you joined in. It was so much fun. Let's do it again Saturday. Tell your friends that you, we're doing it. Um, and... Just like this time, I think this time we dropped the link about an hour before we all pressed play at the same time, so we'd be synchronized. Uh, that'll be the same plan for this week. Um, we'll drop the link from that DNVR Twitter account. Um, everybody will watch the game. If you guys haven't seen it, then you're like me and you're probably really excited. And if you have seen it, then this will be a good one to see again. I've heard from people who've seen it. Um, plus, if you guys listen to the podcast and you hear that call every day, um, yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited. Hopefully you guys are too. Um, if you guys have any thoughts or questions or whatever, leave them in the comment section for today's post at thednvr.com and I will get to those tomorrow. Um, I'm pretty excited for this football team. I've put a bunch of thought into it. Um, just what to expect out of the offense and the defense in 2021. Um, I don't know. It's just so crazy to think Alex Fontenot's senior year. Um, ah, it's just so much going on, so much going on. We'll we'll dig into that later. Um, KJ Trujillo will be an experienced veteran. Um, yeah, it's going to be a bunch of fun. So hopefully you guys will be riding with me for that too. Uh, that's going to do it for today. I will be back tomorrow or tomorrow draft pod day. I'm not going to make any promises of when I'm going to be back, but it's going to be soon, and we're going to talk some buffs. All right. Bye. I think they like my Colorado sway. Cause when I'm in it play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. Might not sway. I think they like my Colorado sway. My Colorado sway. Down.
up team at the team. They like my Colorado swag. Cause when I'm in that play, I don't really, I don't really know just how to act. And when I'm in it go, you know I'm acting bad. Holly get a bus with my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. I think they like, I think they like my Colorado swag. My Colorado swag, my Colorado swag. Man, I swear, I think they like my Colorado swag. Have you ever seen a ram? Hey!